You're listening to Around Comics, episode 96. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neisman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Yo. And Mr. Tom Caters. It's like four in the morning. <laughs> we just talked to Matt Fraction for ten hours. Mind warp. And we're going to edit it down to a tight Three? 20 minutes. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Sound bites. Sound bites. What the? I've let everyone look behind the curtain. Tom. Damn it, Tom. (laughs) Everything you hear is done perfectly the first time. Well, we do have we do have another guest on the show today. In addition to uh, Mr. Matt Fraction, yeah, we're really showing him how it's done too. Yeah, oh, professionalism uh, at its at its finest. Throwing here. garbage uh, at each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks that listen to, uh, I knew that bottle cap was in there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he just pegged me in the head with a bottle cap. Thanks, Sal. That's no a lot. Uh, folks that listen Anytime. to the uh, the truly fantastic iFanboy podcast, this will be a very familiar voice. It is Mr. Josh Flanagan. Hello there. <laughs> what is it with everyone in the voices? You, Suntress. I don't know. I thought me and Suntress could have a voice off. Oh, God. Oh. We do like a whole thing. You and Sal should have an English accent. No. Make people the mad at Like, stop. <laughs> no, no, they like it when I do it. Oh, I was working on my Orson so. Welles, but let's not go. Well, Josh, uh, well, welcome to oh. uh, Chicago and welcome to Around Comics. Uh, thank you very much. Genius. I'm having fun. I'm avoiding the shrapnel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a bottle cap. Well. got a bottle cap with your name on it. Because you're talking about your level of pro- professionalism, which really like assumes that, that like I'm like oh, that's not how we do it. Well, you, you guys all show up with suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> like we're fierce suitcases. professionals. We get right to it. We have interns. It's uh, a whole get thing. The we know. We know. You video guys. You got you know all that. Big video production. <laughs> we went to college for that. We need to do something with our degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, your life is just. My mom's just like, didn't you go to school for something completely? Yeah, I know. Okay. Hey, I'm worried about do, comics. I happen to do a very well produced 15 minute pod- <laughs> video podcast about comic books. <laughs> it is awesome. It took us an hour. <laughs> Watch it. Well, uh, before we get too deep into the episode, I do want to remind everyone that uh, this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com would like to welcome Matt Fraction to the show and let all our listeners know that they have the Punisher War Journal Volume 1 Premier Hardcover, the 30 Days of Night Bloodsucker Tales Hardcover, and the Five Fists of Science Graphic Novel, all discounted by 30 to 35%. Find out why Matt Fraction is one of the hottest creators in comics by checking out any of these great, great titles. I don't know why I said great twice, but it's that good. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions. I really hope they don't come up with any other fucking names for graphic <laughs> novels. And more. All at great discounted prices. And all over and all orders over fifty dollars ship for free. InStockTrades.com. The double bound. The double bond. The hard case. <laughs> if I hard. say anything at this point, we'll lose our sponsor, so just move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Around Comics is recorded every Friday at uh, Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Oh, we start at 7 p.m. and we finish by... One. Sunday. Sunday. It's, we are recorded from Friday to Saturday. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, a big crowd in here today. We've got uh, Mike Norton, Scotty Young, John well, Suntras. That's a bit uh, deceptive because none of them are paying any fucking attention I know. to us. They looked like, up. What the, I have a call. What There's is a it? crowd <laughs> nearby. Look at the, <laughs> Norton has this amazing glazed over look on his face. Like Somebody just said my name. There's a crowd nearby. Hi, guys. I apologize for that. But I think you'll find this a bit more interesting. Matt Fraction has become one of our favorite writers in comics. Uh, Fraction has shown an amazing ability to jump genres, whether it's the gangster western in Last of the Independents, the off-the-wall sci-fi adventures of Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla in Five-Fifths of Science, the mind-bending secret agent capers of Casanova, or his mainstream work on Iron Fist and Punisher War Journal. Where's the colorful uh, adjectives to go with Iron Fist and Punisher War Journal? The immortal Iron Fist and the wonky Punisher War Journal. Is that good? Yeah, close enough. Okay. <laughs> the new scribe of Marvel's relaunch of the Champions, or as we find out later, not the Champions, has moved from being uh, a name to watch to a writer to follow. <laughs> Champions? First-class division leaders for Marvel. <laughs> Around Comics is happy to welcome back to the show Matt Fraction. Finalists. Well, I tell you, Matt, what's that? Let's actually start off with with Casanova. That's when we really kind of first started yeah, yeah. to to kind of. We're about at the same point where we're like a couple of months. Ago. Well, no, I guess Cass. You guys had read Cass one. We we had you had you had sent us a preview of Casanova one before we had talked to you the first time, and we all loved it. And and then uh, you agreed to be on the show. And and since then, it's uh, Cass is what on uh, it's wrapped up issue eight. Is that right? Uh, eight is coming out in August. Okay. It's, eight I, is the launch. Eight is the start of volume two. And then, but but since then, it's been uh, Punisher War Journal and Iron Fist, and I think uh, Five Fists of Science had had come out right after that. So it was like this huge volume of work. But uh, Casanova ha- has pretty much wrapped up the first collection, and you had yeah. some pretty exciting news about the first collected edition coming out. Yeah, it's 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 apparently the the orders were strong enough that Image thought it was worth their while to actually make it a hardcover. Uh, instead of paperback, so it's coming out as an oversized hardcover, um, and then the paperback is going to follow a couple months down the road. Nice. Now, the um, now I don't know, like, but the thing is, like, I don't know, like, how that works through Diamond because it was solicited as a trade. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's now returnable or what the story. So there's like logistical questions I don't have the answers to, but all I know is <clears> it's coming out as this beautiful hardcover. And I'm very excited. Just, about. just give. Type of questions we have though. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, it's just cover for me. If 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 if, it gets, if I start to if I get in the in the tall grass, it'll be a fucking. Well, rope. What sort of paperweight are we talking about? <laughs> in oh, level oh, of whiteness. Twelve pound. And the binding. Twenty-two, twenty-one, whatever it takes. Would you, would you prefer if we moved on to champion trivia? Hey, he had a Mr. Yeah. Mom reference there. We can't let that pass. There you go. Thank you for catching that. All right, you're welcome. Sorry, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I think with everybody there, somebody had to get to Mr. Mom. Hey, i got to be the centrist for this one. i got to catch the occasional, you know, movie reference. Down a beer? 7 o'clock in the morning. Scotch? 
w- one of the great things about Casanova is the back matter. Is that right. going to be included in the hardcover collection? No, that's just to get people to buy the books, the singles. Okay. This is uh, uh, There is new bonus material in the Casanova hardcover, but it is not collected back matter from the issues. Wow. The, uh, the back matter from the issues is there as an incentive for early adopters and people who are willing to basically finance the book so to make it to where we can put out a collection that's beautiful, hardcover, and oversized. Um, so it's bonus material in the pure sense. It's not. I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody double dip if we don't have to. And there's all new bonus stuff in the hardcover. Dick ass nerd shit for me. Uh, <laughs> check out the books themselves because it will not be reprinted in the collections. Uh, you're going to have a new artist on the next uh, next series of Casanova. I hear. Yes, uh, uh, Gabrielle Ba's twin brother, Fabio Moon. Um, How do you know it's not Gabrielle? <laughs> um, it's a good question, uh, um, but I have seen them both in the same place at the same time. Ah. And, they're, and they're, they're, their styles are, in fact, different. Fabio so Moon of Guns and... Oh, what's the name of that book? Guns and ammo? No, it was about the killer cigarette girls from smoking guns. That's smoking guns. You know, actually, we had a. I wasn't that far. We had we had a a forum question regarding that. Uh, This is from uh, uh, Brian Bowles, who does our one box of love. Oh, sure, sure, uh, the 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 comic strip. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which which we all love. But he asks, uh, with Fabio Moon taking over uh, the art on the next art of cast, is Matt altering the story to better suit Fabio's art style? He seems to have a softer, more fluid look. Than Gabriel Ba. Also, yeah, yeah. Could, could Matt talk briefly about Arnold Drake? Matt's posts on his blog about Mr. Drake's work have been fabulous. Saint Arnold. Um, let's do it. Uh, let's sure in, in order. Um, it's the style and theme and direction of the arc is different, and Fabio is well suited for it. Where the, the first volume, the first album of Casanova stories, was told in an and an eight grid, a very sort of European four tier, two panels a tier, was the default format that we then kind of explored around. Um, that was our, that was that was you know cast one is an eight panel grid, uh, cast two is a six panel grid. Um, so it's it's three tiers of two, um, and then sort of dividing that into fours and threes from there. Um, so it's it's a different it's a different volume, it's a different storyline, it's a different time and. Some different characters and different themes and different adventures, so it's a different style book, and Fabio is really appropriate for that. Um, the, I, the, the changing the book idea, the, changing the style of the, the storyline came before I knew Fabio was going to be doing it. What was the uh, the idea for that? I mean, why why did you uh, come up with the idea to change it, the form? It's a different different thing, you know. It's just uh, I want each, each of the volumes has you know, as many as we get anyway are going to have their own theme and their own kind of direction and their own style. Um, and this was, uh, that was just kind of, yeah, I just wanted each one to be kind of different and have its own vibe. I love how, um, you could, uh, how you can, you can see, like, in, like, a movie like Traffic, uh, where each of the three kind of locales have their own kind of color and their own sort of way that they're shot and the way that they're cut together. It's something like that. Like, I wanted each, each album to have its own kind of vibe and its own tone. Each, each one's gonna have a different spot color. Uh, this one's blue. Uh, was, was, uh, instead yeah. of green, so it's gonna be black, white, and blue now instead of black, white, and green, and you know it's gonna change. And the next one's gonna have a different color, a different color as we go through all. Hopefully, as we go through all seven, you, red, white, and blue. Did you just do you just refer to it as an album? Yeah, I, which is kind of like an affectation of mine. Um, but I, I sort of the, the actual definition of an album, like you know, where, uh, back in the day, 
record albums were, were, were called albums because they were actually like photo albums. Um, there were little kind of binders that held uh, paper sleeves that you put 72 RPM records into. What? So you would have an album <laughs> of marching music that were all these, like, it would, fit, it would hold like six Sousa 72s. And that would be your Sousa album. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm even kidding. Um, and since each of the, uh, the single stories were kind of their own individual deals that formed kind of a complete experience, I thought we would call it an album instead of an arc. Uh, because I went to art school. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had been hanging out with uh, Kieran Gillen too much. Right. Well, there's that too. Uh-huh. Which, uh, uh, but yeah, no. So it's just, it was kind of like I was. I thought it was a cool, a cool way of thinking about uh-huh. a collection of single stories that form a, a completed whole. Well, I know that I know that uh, you know. Speaking of Kieran, and uh, and I know that he and and Jamie uh, McKelvey spent a little bit of time at your forum, and you've been a, a pretty big supporter of Phonogram. Yes. It's, yes, yes. Which is one of our favorite books, and you know, I love that uh, both Cass and Phonogram draw on musical influences so much. And you guys seem very, you know, very. Well, not uh, here's the horrible pun in tune with oh, uh, oh. and Tom rolls his eyes. Ah, oh. God! <laughs> you have a you have a huge list of puns in front of you. When can I, there's a real harmony, <laughs> and then the panels evoke a melody of sorts. <laughs> yeah. You hit all the beats. The beats, the notes oh, that you're gosh, hitting. Nah, you're a, you hit a real high note uh, with. Um, it was a hit. In, a, in addition, <laughs> in addition to to phonogram, uh, are there any other titles out there that you're really enjoying right now? Uh, Scalped, the uh, Jason mm-hmm. Aaron book from Vertigo, which is sort of like a, a really black-hearted crime in, on an Indian reservation kind yeah. of thing. Um, and Ed, uh, Ed's Criminal. Uh, I just sat down and reread the first volume of Criminal again, and that was just a tremendously great read. You want to know, um, and maybe we should save this for later in the show, we can all kind of dork out about it, but what I got caught up on this week was 52. Ah, we've been talking. Which knocked my fucking socks off. We had a big show about it 50 weeks I, in. I, I, I had to listen to it because um, I was waiting, uh, uh, but I've got it, I've got it on my uh, iTunes ready to go, but that was... <laughs> One of the things that made me think, oh, I really should read it, because I knew it was almost over, and that, you guys said it like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. right after 50. We decided to split it quite evenly. <laughs> and, uh, 50. 50 and weeks, and then talk about the last Matt, one. I read, I read 49 issues of 52 in four days, and my brain melted. How did that work? I, I did about the same <laughs> thing. I did about the same thing. Do you, do you find that, did you find that it, it, it read well like that? Because when I was reading it week by week, I thought, well, this is probably a good way to do it, because if it was all at once, it'd feel like it would be too much. I, you know, the thing was that I stopped, like, at, like, months two, three, somewhere in there, um, because all I could see was the micro, and I couldn't see the macro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was driving me crazy, and I wasn't I, I wasn't capable of approaching the work fairly. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to let him accrue, and I'll, I'll catch up to it in a big chunk. Um, and then I kind of like, sort of slipped my mind, and then suddenly the book's almost over. I was like, well, I should get caught up now. I kind of plowed through it, yeah, in about like, like a week, you know, like five days maybe. Mm-hmm. And loved it though. I just, I loved it. I really, really. I have this a, a huge blog post. I want to write it like a kind of whole analysis of it before it comes out. But I I thought it, I think it's, it is a remarkable achievement um, in all of its successes and failures. I and mean, absolutely one of the funnest uh, superhero books I've read in, in forever. Uh, and deserving of all the success. Um, and not deserving of a lot of the whack bullshit that it's gotten on the internet from uh, a bunch of uh, kiss motherfuckers. <laughs> Did you catch the uh, the 
the St. Louis Cardinals getting beat by the Metroids uh, in, I think it was issue two in the World Series? I did, actually. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I just wanted to kiss Greg Rucka right on the mouth. That was not, Greg wouldn't do that to me. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I don't know, but Greg's the only one of those guys that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just assumed, oh, that has to be Greg. The kiss would be less awkward that way. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. just walking up to Grant Morrison and kissing him on the mouth. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's used to that, though. <laughs> great, great, great. Hi, this is Greg Rucka, and we're all around comics. <laughs> Last time we talked to you, I think, uh, was was well before uh, you started writing you know, books like Immortal Iron Fist and and the Punisher War Journal, and uh, and recently announced the the new uh, Champions book that you're going to be working on. What's uh, right. what's it been like for you the last you know year uh, going from you know working on your creator own stuff to working for Marvel and and uh, becoming a, a household name in the comic book industry? Well, if um, if I may quote uh, the Bard uh, Glenn <laughs> Stefani, uh, this shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. It's been nuts. It's been great and incredibly rewarding and really tiring. But it's been good. It's been, um, well, I mean, the last time we talked, I mean, I'd actually been working on War Journal since like last April. Mm-hmm. Um, but Civil War had it so kind of goofy that uh, uh, I kind of, you know, it was sort of like in limbo for a long time and I was kind of working, writing scripts into a vacuum. But I mean, my, my goal was always to kind of be like the, the Coen brothers or like Steven Soderbergh and sort of always make projects with my own sensibility but kind of Sometimes with a, a clear mainstream sensibility, and sometimes just kind of out left field stuff. So, um, I, I feel like I feel like the plan came together. You know, I have a very sort of Hannibal at the end of an eighteen episode feel, where it's, it's time to light up a fresh cigar and get Murdoch medicated and get on the airplane. You know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the the first time that we talked to you, you had just kind of become a full-time writer at that point and left your day job had you been had you been writing full-time at that point um it was probably pretty close or when did we talk like june when was that well we talked at uh episode like, this 50, is your life I think, for a little while. boy it was close man yeah yeah it was really close i don't i, I don't remember, remember the specifics but no i mean i quit uh, at the end of June, I quit my, my job and sort of became, or rather, I became a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been sort of working from home ever since. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's that, you know, I, I don't know what your what your previous work was, but how was the transition from, you know, doing the day job to basically working for yourself? Are you able to, to regiment your days? And, and obviously, by the amount of work that you're putting out, I would say the answer is yes. But how was that transition of, of, of becoming your own boss? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's funny that I actually left the job where I was my own boss. Okay. Um, I, uh, uh, some friends and I had started so you didn't a tell them off when company. You quit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, I quit. <laughs> you're not, I, sadly, you're not far from the truth. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't um, talk to me for days. <laughs> but I had, uh, I had uh, uh, some friends and I started a, a motion graphics design and animation company. Um, we did music videos and commercial film and TV work. And we were we were our own bosses. Uh, we started out of art school and uh, um, did it for like five, six, like five or six years. So I had a pretty awesome day job, you know, mm-hmm. all things considered. And yeah, it was uh, it didn't and and, and eventually it just became time. It became very kind of apparent that it was time for me to leave. Um, so I left. Uh, and actually, I, what what had kind of kept me from leaving sooner? I mean, aside from it being a fantastic job and sort of pride of ownership and all that stuff, was just like I had already gone through the kind of nightmare of starting a company from nothing. 
with, okay. we, with, with friends and everything, like, that's like a terrifying, exhausting, horrible, wonderful experience. I was just terrified to go through it again. But sort of, I was left, you know, I was kind of, uh, uh, at wit's end and had another option, so I kind of bailed and, um, just tore into it and it kind of, uh, I've been okay, luckily enough. So, but, but be, I, I already sort of had the discipline, you know what I mean? Like, I was used to, like, if the paycheck doesn't come, I have nobody to yell at but me. You know what I mean? Like, like I was used to that. The, the, the discipline, all that stuff was already there just because we'd already sort of started from a bunch of art school fuck-ups to, <laughs> and honestly, it's a, the, 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 the company is like an international success and, and it's been around the world. Uh, and I've worked for, for clients, uh, uh, great and small, worldwide. So it's sort of like I've, I understood the discipline required to make that kind of work. So it was really great, though. I mean, I just get to be home with my wife and, you know, walk the dogs and, and it's great. Awesome. So you do get outside. You're not a recluse. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally not. No, I like going to the gym and, and working and you seeing people. And there's like a ton of comics people in town uh, where I live, oh, yeah. which is kind of weird. So there's like a a nice community. I was at Andy Parks' uh, place last weekend and uh, with uh, uh, Tony Moore and Greg Thompson and Lauren McCubbin, you know what I mean? So it's like there was a, uh, there's a bunch of them. My wife was there, and she's got comics coming out next month. And, Nice. That's right. Kelly's working on some stuff. Uh, I was going to mention real quick, uh, you had uh, talked about Scalped, and that's Jason Aaron, who's also a Kansas Cityan. Also a KC boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there's that. Uh, Scalped is fantastic. I love, love Scalped, and, and that was uh, the, the original, we were talking about stuff we, we read, yeah, but uh, Scalped is great. Yeah, now I uh, uh, mentioned Kelly Sue has some stuff coming out. Uh, what's, she, what's she been working on? She's doing a, a 30 Days a Night series with Steve Niles. And it kind of, I don't know how into like 30 days you, you are, but uh, it sort of bridges the gap between the second and the third books. Uh, the, the second and third kind of storylines with the main characters, Stellan and, uh, or Eva and, what are they called? Evan and Stella. Blah. It, because it's sort of, they're the main characters in the first volume, they're the main characters in the second volume, and then they're kind of not around in the third volume. And this kind of explains, this kind of connects that tissue. So it's, it's also the first time that like those main characters have been touched sort of uh, uh, since then which is kind of cool. It's this sort of weird combination love story and horror comic. And, uh, yeah, so, it's, so it's, I, think, I think it's the next month or the month after. I'm not sure when it comes out. Is yep. that is that coming out in singles, or, or is that is that going to be a trade? Yeah, no, it'll be, that'll be out in, it's a four-issue miniseries, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah, because you had worked on the, uh, what, Bloodsucker Tales? Yeah, I did the, the, the second, uh, the half of, the, the back half of uh, the first eight Bloodsucker Tales. Do you ask him for pointers? Not really. In, in, in fact, I think it's sort of really consciously kept away from me. <laughs> um, and and you know, her, her her process is her own, and, and she doesn't need me mucking it up, you know? Well, well prior to this, she had uh, primarily done a lot of uh, English translations of manga, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, okay. she is, and she's still doing a, a handful of those. Okay. Hello, this is Steve Niles, and you are listening to Around Comics. Well, moving on to uh, to some of your other work, uh, obviously Immortal Iron Fist. We, you know, I, I, I've absolutely loved that series Thank so you. far. And we talked to Ed Brubaker a couple weeks back uh, about about the, the working relationship between the two of you and and working, you know, co-writing that book. Uh, yeah. What's your, you know, I'd like to hear your perspective on writing it, you know, co-writing it with Ed and, and what that process is like. I think we complement each other really well, and uh, coming off of sort of. Yeah, there's a there's a I don't say right way because it's like it's subjective, you know, it's it's, it's art, it's, it's all that stuff. But there's a um, there's definitely a successful way to write Marvel comics. 
You know what I mean? There's sure. like you could do a lot worse than to learn your craft at the knee of Ed Brubaker with regards to how to handle Marvel superhero books. Sure. Um, he has a kind of uh, he has a an innate sense of of successful superhero pacing and plotting that I kind of lack or that I disregard. <laughs> um, and I have a kind of I don't want to say like imagination because that's maybe insulting, but a kind of a degree of <laughs> that maybe he lacks just because it's um, because he does so much sort of street level stuff. You know what I mean? So I think I bring the kind of you know I'm definitely Murdoch to his um, uh, Hannibal. That's twice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say foggy metaphor. Wait, is, is he is he Hannibal or, or BA or what? Wait, what? No, he, he's Hannibal. He's clearly oh. Hannibal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and you're BA. Wait, no, I'm no, I'm I'm Murdoch. Oh, I'm okay. the crazy one. Uh, David Aja is face. Uh, and our editor Warren Simons is B.A. Baracus. Well, hey, uh, speaking of David Aja's artwork, has been absolutely fantastic on that series. But whenever we talked to Ed, um, we asked him what a thrill it was to work with John Severin. And then, of yeah, course, you. Ed shoved me out of the fucking way. <laughs> I mean, most times we're like, oh, I'll do this scene or I'll do that scene. And I was like, I'm not Severin. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hey, even... you, got, you got pretty good dibs on the next I'm one. I'm not though. complaining. You got Russ Heath, dude. I got Russ Heath. And I got, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely not complaining. Believe you me. Yeah, but but Brubaker did shove you shove you off the cliff on that one, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he turned out the lights and hit me with the chair and sock full of quarters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he, he was road hitting all, and it was a bad scene. I wanted to ask you since since you started to get a little bit higher profile and you're working on some more mainstream books. Have you seen uh, an impact on sales of some of your older stuff, like Last of the Independents? Um, five fifths of science. I haven't really been. I don't know. I, I um. I haven't really been paying attention. You might want to check up on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's getting the Marvel dollars. He doesn't need to worry about that <laughs> stuff now. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, just, it's more. Like, it's more of a time and energy issue. But no, I just. I, I sort of. Those are. Those are out there, and we'll see. Like, like, because uh, we were talking to Brubaker, and he was saying that he'd learned from from uh, Bendis that that people would read his. You know, they'd read a superhero stuff, and they'd go, we love it, but they'd never heard of powers. Like, do you, do you find, like, you, you can be like, you know, you could read Five Fists of Science, and, and people are like, oh, I didn't know about it. Yeah, I mean, it's the direct market. You know what I mean? I, I know how it works. I've worked in the direct market, and, and I've been in comics long enough to understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I know how it works. I mean, some people have heard about it, some haven't, and, and I hope the word continues to spread. Uh, going back to uh, to Iron Fist, what do we have coming up for uh, for Danny Rand? Anything? Oh, can... man, things get worse. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And worse and worse. Um, let's see. Well, four is out now. Is that correct? Yes, uh, that's the last issue. Okay. So um, there's an incredibly awesome. My my favorite fight scene of of the entire uh, volume happens in the next issue, where there's a fight in in the uh, the train station, <laughs> the Five Points pneumatic subway train station <laughs> that never existed. This is a tremendous, awesome Hydra fight in there. Uh, and out of our whole kind of first year, this has been my favorite my favorite action scene where you've got Hydra guys and trains and two iron fists and explosions and running around and good stuff. Uh, let's see, things get really bad and then things, people die. There's no! <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then something incredible happens and that's the end of issue six. And then issue seven, uh, uh, is our one-off issue about Woshi, the, uh, the pilot queen iron fist who you saw on iron fist number two. That's sort of her story, her like life story, and how she became the Iron Fist, and more importantly, 
why she was the last woman to be allowed to learn kung fu in the city limits of Kunlun. Uh, women aren't allowed to, to do kung fu. She was the last female Iron Fist, and this is her story, and it explains why that is. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, because of the the way you you know designed this reemergence of of Iron Fist and the you know new sort of legacy of the Iron Fist, I was wondering if you were going to go back to any of these you know previous Iron Fist characters that we've seen uh, so far and and tell a little bit more uh, detailed stories of them. Yeah, yeah, no, we are absolutely ripping off Starman. <laughs> I guess you might be, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's um, and, and honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's built in to give our art team a break, uh, and it's a way, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, James Robinson is a genius for several reasons, but, I mean, structurally, that, that's great. I mean, you get to tell a story, uh, bring in a guest artist, give your artist a month off to kind of recharge his batteries, and... You get to explore kind of a cool cul-de-sac that doesn't derail your main narrative, and you get a kind of a cool one-off story. I mean, the, the, the Wu Oshi issue was written so differently than every other issue we've done so far. Um, it's written... Do you guys remember the old Jade Man comics? The old, like, uh, uh, Chinese kung fu comics? I don't think I've seen that no. one. Like, like uh, 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 Mike Barron did, like, the transliteration for all of them back in the day, like, 87, 88, somewhere in there. Hmm. I bet John Sanchez knows what it is. <laughs> No, no, even John, you stumped John. Uh, like a uh, uh, like fist of the Buddha's palm and tails of the blood sword. Anyway, uh, Iron Fist Seven is totally like the, there's like a Chinese kung fu romance comic. You know, it's like uh, it's like the, it's like if, if Princess Bride was a wuxia film, uh, uh, you'd have Iron Fist Seven. Um, so it's cool. It's just a great opportunity to kind of explore this different different characters and different styles of storytelling and different adventures and. Because, you know, like, we knew when we, re- when we wrote the scene where, like, the one little girl Iron Fist sunk an entire pirate fleet, we're like, wow, that's a cool story. <laughs> but how do you tell? You know, how do you find the, the place to explore that? So this is the kind of the format. And it ultimately ties in with where the book is going. And the, the, the less I say about that, the more kind of surprises and, and enjoyment you might get out of the last two issues. But... There's a narrative justification for it as well. Let me just kind of leave that out there, that it's all sort of will make sense and uh, is explained as, as we go along. Going back to the, uh, you know, the, the idea that you're having different artists on different segments of the books, has there been any problems with that at all, at all as far as you know, trying to coordinate everything? Or? Well, you know, if there has been, all praise be to Warren Simons, who has kept it from us. Uh, he has made this, this machine run... Uh, uh, like butter off a baby's ass. It's just been great. I mean, because there really wasn't any fanfare at all. I mean, it was just like these wonderful surprises to all of a sudden open up the book and and see these great, you know, sort of older artists working on on some of the pages. Was that intentional? I mean, did you guys just kind of want it to be a secret and 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 surprise everyone with with that stuff? No, no not necessarily. Part of it is your solicitations are due, and and, and some of these older guys that aren't. Working, you know, something could always go wrong. So part of it is just kind of logistics. Part of it is, you know, we we kind of got pushed. We, we came out like five months sooner than we were supposed to, or four months sooner than we were supposed to. Uh, it was originally planned, and we'd start to work for a February launch, and it ended up coming out in November. So part of it has been like it's just been really breakneck to get to where we are. We're just now starting to get ahead of our to, to where we need to be. But you know, the schedule hasn't been 
terribly smooth and it's, it's been a lot to orchestrate and sometimes you don't know until you know you're not certain that, that the pages are going to come honestly and, and or you don't want to I, I don't know i mean a lot of the kind of stuff would have to be kind of up to like warren's dance or like i'm not sure what the the, the wisdom of it is it's, it's not, we certainly have no intention of hiding it uh it's just i think the the, the logistics of that of our kind of berserk schedule have, have kept us from really being able to capitalize kind maybe, of a complete yeah. upfront picture you know sure Sure. Well, it's been a, like I said, for me at least, it's been a, a great surprise. I've I've enjoyed all the the guest artists on it. Moving on uh, uh, to something that was announced a little while ago, uh, the, uh, your new book that you're going to be working on, The Champions. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about that? And uh, and you know, what are we going to see in in this new book? Well, it's apparently not going to be called The Champions. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you that. What uh, what's the deal with that? I mean, I, I mean, we, yeah. we heard the news uh, story. Champions and with the Z at the end. Champions. <laughs> The new champions, Extreme the astonishing champions. champions. Yeah, it can't. Uh, you, yeah, we apparently can't have the word champions in a comic at all. The in the, no, no, just in the title. So <laughs> know, we're, we're, we're working on it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> all right. So at this point, you don't know exactly what it's going to be called, or, or you we're figure... bouncing. We're bouncing ideas around. We haven't we haven't settled on anything yet. Okay. Champions. Um, there'll still be the champions nice. inside the book. Okay. But the book is now going to have like a different title. Like okay. the L.A. Avengers? <laughs> yeah, you, although you can't, because that's actually the Los Angeles Arena football team. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, and what's more, these guys aren't really the Avengers, so it's just kind of... Yeah. You know, right. Is, is there, has there been a lineup set for the team yet? Yeah, but it's all um, it's all new characters. It's mm-hmm. all it's sort of a spinoff of the initiative. It's like a little cul-de-sac mm-hmm. on the initiative. It's a different kind of program. These are literally only characters, except for Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. You've never seen anybody before. It's a, it's it's these people are sort of handpicked, hand chosen by Tony. They're people who've all, in their human lives, achieved some degree of, of heroism or greatness, and have, have understand on some level what it means to be a hero. This could be in a very big way, like somebody who's done a lot of charity work, or a very small way. And that somebody was a, a, a tremendous athlete who whose career was kind of cut tragically short. Um, there's a lot of kind of definitions for hero, and these people all kind of experience it. They're all sort of they understand what it is to be admired and idolized, and what it means to sacrifice and do these kind of works and to think bigger than yourself. So there's a kind of there's a social responsibility that everybody on the team shares in their own weird way, and all of them have kind of fallen from grace a little bit. And this is an opportunity for them to rise and to uh, achieve kind of heroism on a superhuman scale. And, and the kind of tag of the book is, if you had a year to save the world, could you do it? And this is a, it's a, it's a one-year program. At the end of the year, the kind of the process that, that enhances them and has turned them superhuman uh, is reversed, and they'll kind of be returned to normal lives. But for the time being, if you were given this chance, if you were given a year in which someone said, here save the world could you do it and so this is about people who do it it's a competitive program the people you meet in the first issue aren't going to be the people who are around in the last issue shit uh, the people you meet on the first page aren't going to be at the end of the first issue it's competitive continuance and competitive entry uh you train beside your own replacement uh it's sort of like a baseball team where there's like you know your third base is three deep you know if you sprain your ankle there's going to be another guy playing third tomorrow night so don't sprain your ankle so it's just kind of different. It's a kind of a, a new uh, a, a approach of, on on how to arrange and run a superhero team. And, and Barry Kitson is, is the artist, and, and it's it's this is 
I'm a Barry Kitson fan. This is my favorite stuff I've ever seen him do since easily since Empire. Well, I was going to uh, ask this, you. I, this I, is the book. This is Barry Kitson's career best stuff so far. It's set in Los Angeles. Are we going to see any sort of uh, runaways crossover or any kind of information? You know, any kind of continuity with that sort of world that? Uh, that I, I believe the runaways are in New York now. <laughs> oh, are they? Runaways? Right now, Joss Whedon oh. in New York. Oh, friggin' Whedon. I'm reading it in trade, I'm behind. Yeah, you got some trade waiters here. <laughs> the runaways won't hang out in any of the flyover states. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> L.A. or New York, that's it. Yeah, um, but, but the, the whole thing is that they start in L.A. and they find a headquarters that they want, and um, L.A. won't give it to them. Uh, and then suddenly other, other towns in California start making bids for them. And offering them tax breaks and offering to make, you know what I mean? So it becomes like a competitive thing where you're, they're not, they think they're going to be based in LA, but it kind of becomes a mystery like three or four issues in suddenly. <laughs> the Modesto champions. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, but San Diego, hey, it's San Diego and it's here and here's what we can offer in San Francisco. I mean, Northern California, Southern California two practi- are practically two different states anyway. They're so. not considering Riverside, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Exactly. The, the, the Los Angeles, California champions of Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> of the Anaheim <laughs> Empire. But they can't be called the champions. Well, the other thing I, I saw... Uh, no, they can be called the champions, but the book can't be called the champions. <laughs> <laughs> they are the champions. Um, the other thing I saw in uh, in the solicit of it, or the preview information about it, is that the, the powers can actually be taken away if these characters... Yeah. There's a... Uh, oh, I, I came up with uh, one, one of my favorite like voodoo bullshit comic words. Genomecha. There's a kind of mechanical process applied on the gene level that basically turns regular. It kind of it, it mimics the uh, mutant gene, so they are sort of uh, store-bought mutants. But it can be you can be turned off just as easily as you can be turned on. Yeah. And people get fired. People <laughs> screw up and they get fired. Their behaviors clauses, their morals, their there's performance issues. You know, I mean, there's a degree of uh, a performance expectation if you don't perform. They're not going to let you, you know, shoot ways out of your eyes. Sure. Well, you just, uh, we were talking about 52 earlier. It almost sounds like the, uh, the Luther, uh, uh the Infinity. I'm really glad I read that. Just so I didn't tread on any of it. it was, you know, um, it's not like he can flip a switch. It, you're not going to get rain of the Superman. It's not like that. I mean, it's, there's a, there's a process that has to be done, but yeah. Uh, is there any chance of any more creator-owned stuff from you in the future? Casanova is starting up again, and there's a couple of graphic novels that I'm working on in all of my volume of spare time. But I mean, so that's, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping pretty busy, you know. Can't wait until the next podcast. Be sure to check out AroundComics.com for breaking news, reviews, and opinions. Uh, do you guys have any Punisher questions? Oh, oh, we didn't well, even talk yeah, about Punisher. I forgot. You're all working about on it. too much stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. D- have you gotten you any? Know, more? He's kind of dressing up like Captain America and killing people. Oh, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> have you got? Have you gotten any? We more gloss about that. We gloss over all the big event <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You know? I, I got. A, I got called a Nazi today. What? Oh, nice. Yeah, I got called a Nazi in the in an email. No, very nice. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I that yeah. wasn't meant for you. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> well, have, have you got have you gotten any Call more uh, hate mail from uh, Stiltman fans? Uh, actually, no. I um um, which sort of makes me feel like I was I was resoundingly correct in killing him. That uh, no one likes Stiltman, <laughs> not even his own fans. Now, I I heard I heard that you have a Stiltman hero click on your uh, on your desk now. Because I do. Of that. I do. I uh, he's right next to my um, um Buddha Captain Kirk. How the fuck did you know that? (laughs) 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 Who told you that? I would be worried. Also, those shoes don't go with those pants today. Soon to to join the Greg Rucka... uh, (laughs) 
the phone call is coming from inside the house, Matt. Yeah. I, 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 that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm scary. scary. I thought I would. I, yeah, that's. Uh, We're all creeped out here. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go. All right, let's let's. Greg Rucka, he doesn't know what you have on your desk right now. <laughs> So, <laughs> Punisher War Journal. Let's go back to that. Maybe if we can. What? Uh, what is? It? I mean, obviously, we've seen the cover of of Frank dressing up in a sort of Captain yeah, America. Well, the issue's out, so I can kind of talk about it a little bit. I mean, it's not. Wait, hold, it's not. Ha Now I'm Captain America. You see what sets him in on motion. His way. Keep going. Oh, sort of. There's a a guy who has decided um, okay. that the answer to the immigration issue is to get a bunch of Nazis like yourself together and kill innocent <laughs> people. Uh, and he's decided he's going to do it, and now that Captain America's dead, that he is going to dress up in a costume that's sort of a grotesque Nazi parody of Captain America's costume. And he's going to shoot innocent Mexicans in the head. This is the new hate monger. Uh, deal with it. And Frank um, it just is incensed morally and everything else between his kind of respect and admiration for Captain America and everything else, he is uh, enraged, and as he says, we got to steal a car, I'm going to Mexico, i got to shoot that guy in the face. <laughs> Add to it a, a momentary flash-forward of that mysterious costume, and you can kind of see where we're headed, that he's not dressing up like Captain America and saying, oh, oh now I am Captain America, but it is a, a sort of an ideological battle for that symbol. You know, it's a little bit of a curveball, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those where there's there's a vacuum in the Marvel U now, and, and somebody has to step in to fill at least part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I think, that, like I said, it's, it's sort of more of a defensive maneuver on Frank's part than any sort of, you know, he's he's doing this for this reason. This reason is hate-monger, and that there is, in fact, a Nazi trying to kick kickstart a, a superhuman race war uh, along the border. Can I ask you why they why the person called you a Nazi? Because I, I, um, I sort of because I suggested that anyone uh, that opposed an open border policy was a Nazi. Um, it was in sort of your typical lunatic extremist thinking. It was black and white, and there was no sort of. It wasn't that I was suggesting that there were perhaps some Nazis in the world that would go this far, but rather anyone. Who is for, who is against open border policies is a Nazi. That's hardly and a killer. Like I obviously hate them. And really, does that make us the Nazis? <laughs> Which was literally kind of the whole email. Only well, it was kind of subliterate. Well, I find it surprising that a comic book fan thought of things in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Hardline sort of opinions. It's disrespectful to all the hard work that Ariel does. It's beautiful color work on that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that idea only sold a third as much. So yeah, um, exactly. So it's <laughs> uh, oh, my fucking life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was sort of was going around the the War Journal staff today. We were all sort of oh, well, not these. <laughs> so you had to find out like this. Well, you, you had talked about it a little bit earlier that you had worked in in the direct market. Has that did that kind of prepare you for the mentality of a lot of fans out there? And kind of you know you did did you come in kind of knowing to insulate yourself a little bit with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I kind of I, I'm coming out of it now. Like I'm feeling like I found my sea legs, and like I'm confident. Um, a little more, I'm more confident now than I was six months ago as a as, as a Marvel writer. Mm-hmm. 
It's different than just being a writer. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not... Like I said, like one of the things with working with Ed is that it's not... I know how to write. I know how to write comics. But writing comics the Marvel way, writing comics like the successful Marvel way, is a different skill set. And doing work for hire, if you're going to care about it, is different than doing your own stuff. Because like you do have these considerations you have to think about. You know, there are shareholders, and there's a bottom line, and there are ed- there's editors, there's a there's a history, there's a lineage, there's a fan base, there's, you know what I mean, there's a lot of stuff you have to kind of keep in your head, and, and when I started, I was so kind of nervous about it that I didn't want to pay attention to it, so I, I went into this kind of ego quarantine and haven't really heard or read anything. It's changed a little bit now. When Champions was announced, and then like like a week or two later, they put the Captain Punisher image out there. Then I was like, okay, well now it's now we're going to be one of those things that people are attacking before it's like like the contemporary uh, contemporary uh, prior prior to investigation. We're going to get killed for these out of context things right now, and it's going to be hilarious. And and I went through it. Sure enough, we were getting killed by some people for these completely. We were getting you know, praised from some people. And it was just that sort of it's a single image of people like, fuck this, this is bullshit, <laughs> this is the worst story. And it's like it's a picture. You are the suck. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> From a single contextless image, you've decided that the next seven issues of Punisher and the whole second fucking year that we have planned and where we're going after the, this storyline sucks. And you're a Nazi. And it's a logical conclusion. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. Now, yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a, and, and like champions, the same thing. Like, what? This looks ridiculous. Champions. This isn't champions. This is stupid, and it's like it's a press release. I want, I want Hercules, Ghost Rider, and Iceman back. I started writing reviews <laughs> of press releases. Just yeah, no, but, but, but I knew that, like, like being around long enough, I knew that that was coming. So when that came, I was like, okay, well, I can take this. This will be funny. It's kind of, it's helped me kind of find my sea legs a little bit. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I've been an observer of the industry long enough to know that when Punisher One came out, I got the fuck off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I know it sold really well, and I know I still have a job. Mission accomplished. That's you know what I mean. I hope people like it. I hope people are enjoying it. I think that's healthy. Um, <laughs> yeah. at, at some point, you have to sort of let go of any of that because you'll drive yourself you insane. You have to tune out the vocal minority. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know people who like. Well, you hear stories about guys who like change their storylines because like the, the the internet knew where they were going. Like there there are like writers who like will change the direction of what they're doing based on like fucking message boards. Did you read any of the speculation on the on like the cat Punisher picture and and like see anybody who got it and and I mean, or was everything just completely out there? Or, like, did you see it once and just be like, oh, they got it? But you know, obviously not changing it or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of uh, like I said. I mean, I hope I hope the people who let it kind of see what we're doing and see that there's a little bit of a curveball to it. It's not just as simple as I shall become a bass. You know, it's just, it's, it's we're, it sort of comes out of the character and mm-hmm. uh, it's. And it's, it's, it's the most character-driven costume change I've ever read in comics. <laughs> well, people t- tend to react to stuff like that's now the permanent thing. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh, now this is what it's going to be." This yeah, Spider-Man's wearing like, a black costume again. And it'll never change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the thing is, that this is the job. The job is to break the toys as artfully and as interestingly as we can, mm-hmm. and then with as much elegance and firepower and pure entertainment value, put them back together again. That's the job. Like, that's work for higher comics on its most superficial level. It's like, yeah, but look, it can't be static storytelling. So it's how are we going to get back to one? How are we going to get back to where we started? How are we going to get back to where we were at the beginning? 
And that's, that's what these arcs are. That's, that's what we're supposed to do, is come up with these interesting kind of crucibles to put these characters through. Because, you know, we all know where they're going to end up. Right. Well, you know that's, I, mean? I mean, it's sort of the, the, it's the, the double edge of it, is that you, you want as much character development and character growth, but at the end of the day, you know that Peter Parker or is going to be Spider-Man yeah, or Captain America, you know, whatever. What you're, you, what you're doing is you're stealing mom and dad's car and then you're bringing it back and rolling the odometer back so they don't exactly, know. Exactly, exactly. But but it's but hopefully you're stealing mom and dad's car to go do something fantastic. Yeah, you're Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's all it's all we got to put the we got to put the genie. And you have to put, it's not about putting the genie like back in the bottle, but you have to put the bottle back on the shelf. I I had read an interview with Mark. Uh, Miller about that, and he, had, you know, it was, I think it was when he was doing the uh, Marvel Knights, the Marvel Knights Spider-Man, and you know, he said it's just your responsibility because there's going to be someone after you to write that exactly. character. No, listen, listen, this is a relay race, and we've been handed the baton. You know, and look, you can have as much respect or as little respect for it as possible. And there are a lot of writers that have nothing but contempt for it, and a lot of artists that do. But like, I, I'm not one of those guys. So like, this is we've been. I have a Spider-Man annual coming out next week, and it's and it spans like his entire life. You know, like, so I got the right scenes with, like, the gang hanging out at the coffee bean. And I got the right stuff that's taking place, like, current continuity, like, current back-in-black storyline, you know, stuff. And and just kind of to sit there with, like, six volumes of Marvel Essentials, all of them dog-eared, and all of them marked with, like, okay, I can take... There's, like, direct callbacks. Like, if you're a Spider-Man continuity freak, there are pages and panels recreated from his entire history in this annual. <laughs> right? Then we've built whole new scenes out and done this kind of whole... You know, very. It was me kind of putting on my Kirk Busiek hat and sort of doing Untold Tales of Spider-Man stuff. We're like, we'll represent a scene, but suddenly it's got thought balloons. See, there's a whole new subtext and stuff like that. But like, to sit there and to feel the weight of that legacy was really kind of like, wow, this is dope. You know, um, I know that I'm not like curing cancer and and I get to work in my pajamas all day if I so choose. But like, there's there's this is the kind of the, we've been handed this this baton and there's a rich legacy that we can choose to honor or we can dismiss, but someone's going to pick up that baton after we put it down. One other question, because you kind of mentioned it a couple of times, uh, working with Ed and, and sort of that process of learning this sort of Marvel sensibility. Yeah. One of the things I was wondering is, because I think Ed does it as good as anyone, is that while he sort of knows how to write the Marvel way, he also can do it where his work is very identifiable you know it's his work is that sort of what one of the things that you were able to to pick up from him because obviously yours has the same feeling i mean you you know I, you know when you're reading a fraction right as opposed to i know it's i think it's 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 i know it's, it's there there are things that are very clearly me and there are things that are pretty clearly him but also there's stuff that i've kind of i, I think we kind of are getting to where we can do a passable version of each other now but no, I mean, I think there's, uh, whatever, I mean, it, 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 at the core of it, though, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, that's not even style, like, that's just voice, you know, that's just soul, that is, that is what makes Ed, Ed. Right. You know? And, and I mean, Ed, not just, like, as a very special person, but as a, as, like, a writer, <laughs> a and as a writer who's going to be around for a while, you know what I mean, as, like, one of the greats. Well, you know, his, his goal is just to retire and write Archie comics, so, I think that's... In the romance comics. Ed's goal, that's his goal? Yeah. Yeah, he wants to sit around and uh, write Jughead no, comics. No, he's going to kill Moose. <laughs> he kills somebody every time. Veronica's Archie like, Crime comics, Moose the new Archie Crime. Veronica or something. <laughs> the news stories that day would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Moose is CNN. I, I, I think he should do a, uh, a Frank Kafka Private Eye spinoff series out of Criminal. Well, he did say that he was gonna. You're gonna meet the. Uh, well, you probably already know, but he, he was gonna meet the the artist uh, behind Frank Kafka. 
So yeah. hopefully we'll see some more of that uh, in that book. Cause yeah, no, there's a, he, he told me that that storyline is going to be really awesome. But uh, uh, that's uh, one of my favorite bits from, from the first line with the Frank Kafka uh, insert. So it's good stuff. Well, Matt, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And, Thanks for having uh, me. Sensational Spider-Man Annual Number One on sale this Wednesday, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know whenever the shit comes out. And then, uh, well, <laughs> May, May, mid-May, May sixteenth, Casanova Deluxe Hardcover, perhaps. Cas Hardcover, middle of May. Look for the big, beautiful hardcover book that everybody's drooling over. Nice. Um, and then Champions is July. It's got the cover of previews. I found out today. Oh, it won't be nice. called Champions though. So, uh, <laughs> you go to the shop. The you don't know what it's air called. quote Champions. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, yeah, um. the maybe champions, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's seriously Barry Kitson, tremendous stuff. And then Casanova starts up again in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you read the scene in issue nine where the people are having sex inside the head of the giant robot, that was tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. All right, and you're you're gonna blow up St. Louis one of these days, right? I boy, I think I have an idea for blowing up St. Louis. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, that uh, that I've come up with on this phone call, so we'll, we'll see if I can pull it off. I got to make a phone call on Monday. We'll see if I can make it happen. It, pa- it pains me to tell you this, Matt, but it's uh, I believe uh, fifth inning and it's Cubs four, Cardinals one. Wow! Yeah, Felix Pa just hit his first big league home run. Hey, go Felix Pie! <laughs> <laughs> I would like to believe that guy's name is Pie, but he decided like he'd like 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 Stephen Colbert, you know, <laughs> he wanted to it's be like Colbert. Nancy. So. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you also have, uh, of course, Immortal Iron Fist and Punisher War Journal on top of yes. the Amazing Spider-Man annual. and uh, uh, Sensational. Sensational. Or Sensational, sorry. Uh, that's on Wednesday. And then, let's see, Iron Fist Champions, Punisher, Spidey, Blankety Blank and Blank, uh, and then Casanova and August. Yeah. He's supposed to edit stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a cook, he's, got, he's got a cookbook coming out this My fall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how to Make Love the Matt Fraction Way. Um, <laughs> All right, well, Matt, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much, you. and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and uh, 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 much love. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell tell <laughs> Kelly Sue that we said hi, and uh, we'd love to talk with her uh, at some point, also. I right, will indeed. All right. Yeah, have a great Thank night, you. man. All right, we'd like to thank Matt Fraction for joining us. Always a pleasure to have him on the show, and always uh, makes for some good conversation. You never know, never know what Mr. Fraction is going to talk about. Never quite certain what will come out of that twisted mind of his. You should have heard what we edited out. Ooh, you can't, you can't you'll never. You, it's gone. It's going to be on the collector set. <laughs> it's going to be on the clip show in uh, episode one. I'm never doing a clip show. I did a clip show for our 50th. It was really hard. <laughs> I'm not going back <laughs> oh, and, and doing and a clip show. Yeah, spe- speaking of, we, we kind of made a, a semi-executive decision today. Um, uh, episode 100, eh, nothing special. We said that last week when you were gone. Yeah. Oh, we that decision. already said so that. Wait, oh, yeah, it was a majority you. vote, me and Tom. You didn't matter. Sorry. It's going to be a quiet evening with just some what, a red wine and a book. Actually, <laughs> Sal, Sal won't be here. Red It'll wine just be you and me. And a hundred and, and pages. Episode 100, no pants. The shittiest, ev- <laughs> shittiest episode ever. This is going to be a repeat ever. of the lost episode <laughs> where we recorded and then lost it. I'm not going to be there. All right. Good times. Everyone. Well, we actually have. I'll be in. We, have, we do have another guest here on the show, and, oh. uh, and we wanted to talk with him, and, and Sal had mentioned it off mic a few minutes ago. 
we actually had more questions for Josh than we did for Matt Fraction on the forum. <laughs> well, Josh is a superstar, international superstar. It was just more of like, why are you the suck? Just like the question. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one. Didn't yeah. stand yeah. Nobody, nobody asked him what, uh, told him he was a Nazi, though, so that's you got one up no, on him. Well, here's, uh, <laughs> on our forum. Here is, uh, here is uh, uh, our first question. and uh, I, I, have a, I have a sheet here, by the way. That says questions for Josh, and and they've been blacked out, so I don't know what they are. <laughs> well, we should. That would have ruined the spontaneity of the moment. <laughs> in case I don't want you peeking ahead. In case anyone missed it in the beginning of the show, Josh is from iFanboy, sure. uh, one of our favorite podcasts, another comic book podcast. You can find it iFanboy.com, and they do a video podcast at uh, revision3.com. Revision3.com. So very cool stuff. Go check them out if you haven't seen them or listened to them before. But anyway, on with the question. I had uh, someone send me an email and uh, wanted me to ask you about the great Rob Weefield hot tub incident of 2001. Jesus, you people pay attention. <laughs> I mean, that's... We research. Wow, because... Everyone's <laughs> feet were I in the water and you couldn't see them. <laughs> no, it was... Like... It, it, we learn this by being on these podcasts that you sh- need to watch what you say because <laughs> it's funny because I'm sitting here talking to you and I don't think anybody's listening and to this day like when we put a podcast out we're like no one is actually listening to this, you can say whatever you want but yeah. They, yeah don't do run that. for office <laughs> uh, we, a, a few years ago we were in San Diego and we were down in the in the hot tub in a completely non-gay way <laughs> we, we were sitting around talking straight oddly enough I've actually been in more hot tubs around the world with Connor Kilpatrick than is I've been like all across the country in London once <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Swear to God. Anyway, they have hot uh, tubs in London. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the side it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the UK is like way, way more complicated than, than here. So, yeah. like, you know how here there's a list of rules at the hot tub, like don't go in if you're pregnant, don't go in drunk, don't go in... There was a list of 27 items, at least two paragraphs apiece in the UK hot tub of, like... Different things you couldn't do. They're so specific. And it was scary. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm at a hotel in San Diego, and we're chatting to a guy... Because uh, you know he's there for the Comic Con too, and I have a I have a Green Lantern tattoo on my on my right shoulder, and he could see that. And something he's like, "Are you here for the Comic Con?" I'm like, "No shit," but I uh, <laughs> no what? what? We're shooting the, the shit about charm. We're shooting the shit about comics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really say that. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about, where I forget I'm talking to real people. <laughs> I'm really an asshole in real life, I'm like John Lennon, like, without the talent. Um, <laughs> And we start, and, and I made some stupid Liefeld crack, you know, um. like, and the guy, like, he's like, you know, Rob Liefeld gave me my first break. <laughs> I was like, oh. like, Oops. And he's like, yeah, I didn't have a job, and he, he brought me in, he taught me everything I know, he was a great guy, he invited me to the house, he, all sorts of That's like, really funny of oh. all the people, like, did somewhere in your mind, you're like, now it's the time to break out a good Liefeld joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, well, it was, I mean, this is the thing is, I was being such an ignorant prick because I'd never read a thing that Liefeld did. I just knew he nice. was like That's a punchline. Although I've, I've seen his work since, and I'm I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I'm sure he's a really nice guy, and he helped this guy out. You just jumped on the bandwagon. I totally did, and I'm going to admit to it. Well, well, I, like I, I had a... I had that was Scott, Scotty Young was here today, or is <laughs> here, I should say, today, and I, I had to remember I said some not... They weren't mean things about him, but it was kind of nice. You just not basically n- said that you weren't a fan of Scotty's work. Yeah, back when we of first started. Of his style. Of yeah. his style a long time ago, and then I found out he listened to 50 episodes in a week of our show. and Came here with a tire came iron. Came here with a... Yeah, and... <laughs> I told Jack Kirby's kids that I was Jack Kirby's son to them in a hot tub. <laughs> and it was in very awkward. I was like, yeah, I'm Tom Kirby. And they're like, Tom Kirby. <laughs> Don't you know me? I'm Tom Kirby. <laughs> well, by the way, that was uh, Kiss Connor. Kiss my ring. That was Connor who oh, sent that, that question. Really? In. Yes. 
Bastard. <laughs> How embarrassing. Is that None a of the real the Comic-Con? Yeah, what do you think? Fuck you. <laughs> have, you seen, uh, have you seen Tom's tattoo? No. Tom has a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, well... This oh my God, he's wearing a sweater. <laughs> yeah, let's do yeah, this later. We'll, we'll show it later. <laughs> After the drinks. Um, <laughs> yeah, a pair of tattoos. In the hot tub. Or? You'll see it. In the hot tub. Don't right. uh, R.H. Coop asked, uh, or didn't ask, but he said, ask him about discussing fables on their show and see what he says. So... Uh, what bad. do you say? Fables is kind of a running joke on your guys' yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, like Ron, it goes back because Ron has like this thing against Vertigo, where like he, whatever he thought of Vertigo when it first came out, like he still does. So he's like, I'm not reading that. It's all about Vertigo. the man who's read X Men yeah. religiously, no matter what. Right, right, right. And he's just like, he's like, I don't want to look like one of those goth fans or whatever. I'm like, it, it doesn't do <laughs> that. Fables isn't a goth fan. <laughs> I, I know, but uh, I don't he know. But whatever, is? like, the pitch came in, and he's like, I, I don't want any of that. And so, and so, like, the first time I picked, I picked Fables as a pick of the week, it was like the worst show we ever did. Because they were both just giving me shit the whole, and afterwards they were even like, I think we may have gone too far. <laughs> and so, you know, two months later, uh, uh, we're doing a show and we were doing a live show a lot of times they do Skype and and they, they're acting conspiratorial for some reason at the end of my thing and I'm looking at them and, and I don't know what they're doing and they both pull out their fables trades and I just started <laughs> laughing because they had both read the first one and given it a chance but the thing was it kept coming back to even after they read it and they're like no it was okay it was pretty good it keeps coming back to them that like you hate it and they're like no we read it it's that's because right. they don't love it if you say something one time that's how you will feel that's forever well also if Law. one person says something it applies to the rest of us like the three of us don't agree on anything people think that uh, Greg Rekka got a restraining order against all three of us oh <laughs> they thought, they thought that it, but it's just it's nice. just Chris it's just Chris yeah. is the weird one yeah cool. we just you know have talked to him and yeah. are we shook still going to his house later because <laughs> <laughs> he's said the he's, he's got a hot tub. So, <laughs> next question. Uh, what is the next? Grand Turk. I'd be interested in hearing Doom's opinion of why he has. Or well, we can't do hasn't that. Hasn't been invited onto the iFanboy podcast because Doom's exclusive to our show. And <laughs> Doom only shows up. When right. I was like, I don't do Doom. Yeah, no. we're, uh, Doom only shows up when I Tom do the has bad free British time. Journalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, next one is a uh, Doom is, is from uh, Chip uh, Weekrocker, our uh, buddy over in uh, Rockford. Was, uh, Josh, uh, uh, I get the impression that you guys read more than just superhero comics. I'm just wondering why you don't talk about a broader array of genres. <laughs> hey, is suck. it the fear of alienating the audience that you've cultivated? What do you think iFanboy brings to the comic podcast table? We talked about this on the train. Yeah. Which is really this, is like, <laughs> this is like the question that pops up every three months. I think we just did this like two weeks ago on our show. But I'll, I'll do it again. Um, fuck indie books. <laughs> no, right, that's, that's totally it. It's because oh. all them artsy fruit people <laughs> do books that don't have superheroes. We all read all sorts of books. Um, our weekly show is about the books that come out that week for the most part. The first sort of chunk of it is pick of the week. And pick of the week, the rule is that uh, whatever book you bought, weekly issue that came out that week, and whatever one is the best one, that's the one that gets to you know be the pick. So, most of us happen to not buy week, er, weekly or monthly issues of indie books because we buy them in trades or whatever. It's mm -hmm. just how it happens. Like You're killing the industry, man. That's I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but there's this whole other part of the show where we answer questions 
mm-hmm. about stuff, and we talk about indie books there a lot. And there's like all this like, well, what's an indie book? Vertigo doesn't count, or Image doesn't count. And it's like, you know. Well, let's listen to uh, the one where you had picked uh, Fell Eight yeah. as uh, as your pick, and then later in that episode, you guys were talking about uh, some stuff from Boom Studios. So it's not like you guys are a Marvel and DC cast. Yeah, it just well, happens that like most of the issues that we buy on a weekly basis are are superhero books, because that's the issues that we buy, but. I don't think it's fair to say that's all we read. And there's the, the video show that we do mm-hmm. also. And on the video show, we've done all different types of books, and we're going to keep doing that going well, forward. I think that you guys, just in the natural progression of your show, have kind of broadened your yeah. taste. And, you know, it's it, it kind of almost had to happen that you're going to end up talking about the same books, mm-hmm. you know, every three weeks I if you picking, don't do that. I always, I always notice that I end up picking... I picked Fables twice in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets to be tough. I mean... I often am find find myself trying to find something non-mainstream, only because you get sick of talking. about Well, you get sick of talking, and it's yeah, like we pick a yeah, favorite book each yeah. week as well, and it, and it yeah, gets we've hard made to talk to you about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a letter here. Uh, this is by our lawyer. You now uh, have to pick your second favorite book. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're going to have to, you can't use the word pick. Let's see. <laughs> ne- next from top of the stack. Yeah, Apple from the tree. Because we have Ubba well, as well. Um, <laughs> that's a problem, too. I did want to say that Chip said, uh, just so he doesn't come off as, like, a dick, he just said, uh, I just want to say that I appreciate the efforts of all the people mm-hmm. out there that make free content such as iFanboy and around comics available to such sad sacks as myself. It's, so, it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm not really, I'm just sort of, you're getting the, the brunt of this question, like, a bunch of times, because, like, people are... I don't want to say challenging the indie cred, but it's like, what does that mean? We're just talking about books we like. It, it happens to be one thing or another. It is interesting how much you find, um, like, people expect... I mean, you put out... And not, I don't want to get into, like, a whole rant about, like, people not appreciating what you do or anything, but you put out a free podcast of just, like, your you and your friends or whatever mm-hmm. talking about comics, and then it becomes like you owe people something well, that they want... We don't have their taste, which is always like, well, you don't talk about the things I like. Yeah. But, but I also <laughs> think it's odd because I think, and, uh, hey, this is uh, some inside baseball talk for all you <laughs> fans. This is industry talk. In- industry, the industry talk. The industry the talk. Comic podcast, podcast industry. But I also think it's, uh, I think it's interesting, too, because when you look at, like, the very nature of what a review is, <laughs> if you judge everything you buy off of solely on reviews that you read, like, you'll miss out. Enjoying it yourself. You might actually enjoy. <laughs> it's like it, it needs to be put within a, like a frame of reference. Like certain people, it's like with music reviews. Like I know certain music reviewers that I agree with, and certain ones that I don't. You know, and you kind of have to get a hang of like what people. I often know. read reviews after I've read a book mm-hmm. to see yeah. what people said. I do as that opposed all the time. Yeah. On news around. You know, one fun. thing though that, <laughs> is that we're really proud of is that I mean. We get letters from people saying that we they had only read superhero books before. Right. They yeah. listen to us. Like there are people who are like I never read indie books before. It's like they had never gotten outside of that. And mm-hmm. we're really proud of the fact we that get like the same ones and it's, you know, it makes our day whenever we get right them. because what we're doing is we're talking. We love superhero books. Of course, it's like sure. I read more superhero books now because of this stupid show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, all God right, damn it! Like, I did, when we started the show, I barely bought any superhero books, and now I'm like, this is fun because they're fun to talk about for one thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing like we can sit here and bullshit all day about. Captain America and his his crazy suit, but like in the other hand, like are we going to talk about depressing indie comics? Like it's not as much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is a more blankets. I know. Yeah. Like, well, it's more of a, a 
sort of soul venture. You know what I mean? It's like something like that. You you know you enjoy it. You know I mean I know Tom reads all sorts of indie books. Yeah. You don't talk about them all that much because it's just well one, one of the things that yeah. you know it's yeah. we talk about turning other people on to books and that is a huge it's a huge bonus for the show. I love it anytime that anyone sends us an email and says hey I checked this out and thank you. But something that that I love is that this show has made me broaden my my taste in comics. I'm reading stuff that I never would have picked up because I, I it's almost a sense of obligation to... Oh, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my, my, my pocketbook doesn't like it. a lot more money, so that... Oh, but you have, no, you have, have to buy all about. those statues, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> They're he's necessary wearing, for the show. Someone might bring it up. I you have can't to tell he's no. wearing a Thor helmet right now. <laughs> but, you know, the the show has taught me a lot about comics yeah. since I started it. And so, you know, I, I feel more informed as a comic fan because we do this every week. And that's been a big benefit for me. Definitely. Definitely. And, and like, like recently I just bought, like, a whole bunch of... I bought a whole stack of indie books. Because even I have the indie guilt sometimes. <laughs> I, like, I put up a thread on the site and I was just like, what... Yeah. What books should I buy? And and I spent like a hundred bucks on all sorts of stuff. Well, Top Shelf just had their clearance sale where they had a bunch of stuff for like a buck and three dollars, and I got a crate of books delivered this week. Crate. Probably enough. It was. It was. <laughs> it literally. Came in a crate. Yeah. Pallet wheeled in. Uh, yeah. I. I. Uh, the only problem, you know, it's like I appreciate indie books as much as probably anybody, and I read a ton of indie stuff no, too. No, you don't. No, well, maybe I not anybody, but <laughs> any normal human being. But, I mean, quite honestly, there's just a lot of indie books out there that I have no interest in or aren't well done. Indie books are harder to suss out. There's a ton of them. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's thousands yeah, there's and thousands of them. And, like, how do I pick you the don't one even that I like? You don't either. even Right. Yeah. And so well, it's hard. Well, that's, that's where I think the interactive um, part of the podcast is nice because we'll have listeners that will email us suggestions. And we, and we encourage that. It's like if you read something that we're not talking about on the podcast and you like it, Email us and ask us to check it out. And we'll ignore it. (laughs) Chances are we'll check it out and and talk about it if we like it. So I mean, there's because there is too much for any person to go out and investigate on their own. You have to you have to hear about stuff from word of mouth. Well, our apology is over. (laughs) (laughs) So fuck off. Too bad. I regret nothing. (laughs) Talk about what I like. You you guys guys have a very fan interactive show. And and it and it shows up and, and you guys have cultivated that over a lot of time and that's got to be a lot of fun for you guys. It was weird, mm. <laughs> like it was from out of nowhere because we had iFanboy for five years mm-hmm. and there was like literally us and one other person who we didn't know who's still around and like he like it's the dude abides that's his screen name. <laughs> nice. He's been around for years and what he doesn't know is that like. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Saved. <laughs> made you carry on. Yeah. It was the one guy that listened. Yeah. Or, or and read, the dude. Guess, people yeah. started showing up really quick, and then like people would hang around, and, and it's neat. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun, and one th- I love. I love our community. Like, out of all like the internet com- comic book communities, like they're, they're so... I don't want to be like, they're so much better, but like right. there's just no vitriol. There's like all this discussion that's going on, and like the worst it ever gets is good-natured ribbing. 
Like mm-hmm. there's no good old horseplay. We, you know, <laughs> we we see the same same thing at our site quite a bit in our form, and we've actually started to notice that we have a lot of cross listeners. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely. Which is is really kind of really kind of nice, and I think that that atmosphere at both our forums, you know, and and we don't want to get into a bunch of backslapping here, but hey, we, we have no hey everyone, good job, good job. Everybody. Nice, nice fine work, lad. The first trade among podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom and I are going to switch places. For the I, actually, months. no. Uh, Tom is going to marry Ron and merge the families. Ron and I will be moving in together. <laughs> Ron, we got to talk about this, don't? <laughs> All right, uh, Owen eight one six says. I tried iFanboy when I first began listening to podcasts and didn't really strike, and it di- really didn't strike a chord with me, but. In light of this upcoming episode, I decided to give it another shot. I'm glad I did, because the episodes I've listened to in the past couple of days have been very good. Anyway, you might want to make Josh buy a round for throwing them a new listener. So, uh, buy a beer. I'm pretty sure we gave you guys some, too. Yeah, Yeah. let's tally them up. Yeah, but they hated us, so that doesn't count. You know, actually, I I told uh, Ron and Connor, I had uh, an old high school friend of mine that I had not been in touch with, you know, for 14 years, something like that, that saw me on your video cast from New York. I have to make sure I don't make the same joke the first time you told me. (laughs) 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 It was awesome. It was a second where he looked, and he's like... What am I gonna do? I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> <laughs> he always he thinks you no the joke previous. Now I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> he, you owe him money, and that's why he was interested. Put in the canned laughter. Thank you guys for sending people back to us, and thank you for not thinking we still suck. I wonder why. Like I wonder how early because some of those first ones were they same with us. Well, they're all. I think every podcast goes to that. It's like like you want funny. Go listen to iFanboy episode one. We took our first three down off the feed. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. Well, the first one wasn't technically an episode. It was a test, and it was just like a song. It was just like an MP3 I picked out of the air, and yeah, I just like put it up there because I was trying to figure out how to do a podcast. I didn't know how to do one. What's odd is that someone found it. This has nothing to do with comics at all. Yeah. I don't even remember I'll what the song was. Never listening to them again. They are the suck. <laughs> it was something bizarre too, but uh, yeah, it's. Right. It took us a while to find our legs, and I don't know if we found we them still completely yet. So Every still week, sucked. I'm like, oh, that show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I always walk out of here angry. Always. You do. Well, I always loaded. stop out. Yeah, <laughs> loaded. <laughs> that is part of the <laughs> It's because he's gotten in a fight usually by then. And God, never surly, touch me surly, ever during the time Tom. Never touch me. All right. Well, uh, Josh, um, not bad trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome That's to big, welcome each other. to Big well, Town. Well, we found out earlier tonight that that you um, do breeze in through town from time to time. So, uh, so we may see you again at some <laughs> breeze point. Breeze through town would, like a I carpet would, bagger. What well, is the windy is city? <laughs> this is like this is like it's what I do. But you're all different than the people I normally do. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm cheating, or it's like the podcast equivalent of a strip club. <laughs> a different group. Just don't. And I have all this money. I'm just, 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 just don't put a dollar bill in the Centris's G-string, please. Oh, oh but he moves. Oh, oh nice. We'll give you a lap dance. Bad. <laughs> a comic book lap dance. Your lap, actually. 
All right. Well, folks, I uh, uh, want to wrap things up here and uh, start by reminding you to help us out by spreading the Around Comics love. There's a few different ways that you can do that. You can take us up on our listener LCS challenge. It is a flyer that you can download from AroundComics.com. If you do that uh, and put that up in your local comic shop. Uh, we will mention it on the Leave show. Leave it on public transportation. Yes, yes. Tape it to your local bus. Uh, you can uh, become our, <laughs> our virtual friend at oh. comicspace.com slash around comics or myspace.com slash around comics. Or take me up on my personal favorite, and that is the iTunes Music Review. You guys got way ahead of us. We were like neck and neck for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> Did you check that too? Dude, I'm like, I've been checking that before I fan- you. <laughs> iFanboy has 86. <laughs> I was like, iFanboy has 86. We have 85. Bastards. <laughs> I, I was listening the other day, and you're like, we got 100th. I was like, wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> like, we stalled. But... If you add our video show. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, you can't. No, sorry. (laughs) Pure audio podcasts only in this competition. Yeah. Completely separate category. So so thank you to uh, (laughs) Brian Yolk, Random73, Dave Sample, Night Flight, Darren37, and Darren is actually a listener uh, to your show. I know Darren. More Putty Pond. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll play if you... You know, if you have a chance, check out iFanboy and leave them a review as well. And if you're if you're one of uh, our iFanboy people and you're listening to this for the first or second time or whatever, you should keep listening. I like the Is idea that someone would listen to it for a second time. Well, no, first time sucked. Mom was on before. Oh, so, like they came uh, on and they because you know they like us and not you. Completely <laughs> 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 understandable. Like, like my sarcastic, egotistical prick, and like somebody's gonna. It's think okay. I'm really you, like you, that. You're you know you guys are number one on the iTunes uh, mm-hmm. list. We? We're number yes, three, so you know you get you can kick a, kick the sand in our faces, <laughs> big bully. You know what, we are such a bunch of dicks. Let's unite <laughs> against a common enemy. Suntress Hines. Yeah, but Suntress is here. We can roll him out yeah. back right after the show. I know, but show. I have to look at him. Like, I don't, I don't have to see Heinz so I can say whatever and it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, like, I can be like, sir, you talk to everyone ever. But it's really to each other. We don't have All right, I'm yet. not getting into that. <laughs> I'll talk later. Careful what you say. Um, I like him. It's, <laughs> we just, it's a superhero team-up. Uh, speaking of team-ups, check out aroundcomics.com. It has a lot to offer. It's your source <laughs> oh, of the Jesus. best in comic book Turn it up, man. And opinions. What kind of segue was that? It's the only kind of could happen. It really doesn't have much of anything on it anymore other than a forum and yeah. links to other news stories. We kind of... I wrote uh, I wrote an original article don't, don't several <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, don't, don't put yourself <laughs> down, buddy. It's <laughs> you do a good job. It's a nice We site. just got done a backslide. I know, but I keep trying to find ways down, to like let do less and less on it, yeah. so I feel bad. I feel guilty. No. All right. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post the next week's topic on Tuesdays at our format, aroundcomics.com. And we would like to thank InStockTrades.com for sponsoring the show. InStockTrades.com would like to let all of our listeners know that they have the Punisher War Journal Volume 1 Premier Hardcover, the 30 Days of Night Bloodsucker Tales Hardcover, and the Five Fists of Science Graphic Novel, all discounted by 30 to 35%. Find out why Matt Fraction is one of the hottest creators in comics by checking out any of these great titles. Google an image of him. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. 
All at great discounted prices and all orders over $50 ship for free. And actually, I uh, talked to the folks at uh, InStock Trades today. <laughs> yes. And when the Casanova hardcover comes out, it will be available. So that should be the middle of the month. So make sure and check that out. And what? <laughs> well, like it wouldn't be. What? <laughs> they are going to do their job. I double checked. They will have it. It will be distributed. We studied the bulletin from Diamond. They will be distributing it to stores. Yes. I People call my will shop be selling to see it. if they would have books on Wednesday. No, I mean, and for the 500th time in a row. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, un- he he fits uh, in broken. Unbroken. Yeah, yeah, we all cut, make fun of you. He cut on to the let's stupid. kick Chris in the groin. <laughs> Josh immediately Thanks, gets Josh. into making fun of Chris. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, we are making fun of Chris. Water. I couldn't <laughs> see if I ever come on your show. Speaking of making fun of Chris, <laughs> can we do a trade between? Je- no, never mind. There are Chris plenty. There are plenty of old-time creators that would also make fun of Chris. <laughs> the best way to support them and is have Carmine Infantino. Yeah. yeah, the best way Jim to help Colin, these make, help them make fun of Chris is to go to the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809 and tell them that <laughs> Chris says weird southern sayings. <laughs> you can put kittens in the oven, but it don't make them biscuits. Oh, so. good lord. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining. I got you on that one, didn't I, Josh? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know where he was going. <laughs> and then I was like, it kind of makes sense. Is that I don't the end know why. <laughs> I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. Matt Fraction, it's always a pleasure talking with him, and I'm sure we will have him back on the show in the future. Uh, Josh, once again, I, I, I hope that you uh, come back through Chicago, and uh, it's an open invitation anytime you do to totally come and sit fun. in with us. Just don't thank be such a dick much. next time, <laughs> dick. It's like my act. <laughs> yeah, it's what I do. It's, I'm, it's a, a, I'm a big puss. Come on. St- <laughs> I mean, it's not even that cold in Chicago in his giant fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> the pimp hat. My, my diamonds. <laughs> and my nice grill. grill. You beat you to it. Oh, God. Jinx. He owed me. Oh, Tom Sal. And yes. Another Friday night. So. Oh, yeah. Friday night lost. Right. Oh, uh, next, uh, uh, next week, uh, we talked about uh, uh, posting the next show. We're going to do a free comic book day. On so. Saturday. Yeah, we're yep, gonna be, so, uh, so we won't be here Friday. Don't show up if, uh, if you're looking for us. We won't be here Friday. We'll be here Saturday yeah. during free comic book day. So we're going to be uh, spotlighting free comic book day and... Uh, We've got some fun guests lined up, so fun time. Yeah, and good then stuff. and then the week after or the the Thursday show, we're going to be talking to Gabe Hardman, who's a, a storyboard artist on Spider-Man Three, mm-hmm. and has various to be other films coming up soon. And I like the idea that I don't know which which one. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We'll wait, do wait. Now, where Christmas do you guys get guests? How do we get? How do you? That sounds hard. It's, uh, it, it depends. It, it, it's definitely a wild card. <laughs> All right, folks, have a fantastic have rest of your week oh. and weekend. We'll be back again on Monday with another new episode. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and, and around. around fun of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com.
Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. You're listening to Around Comics, episode 96. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> from. Sh- <laughs> <Hold on>. From. <laughs> <laughs>